right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of State Champs Hang Time, the Hoops Podcast. We've been doing it all season long, and TJ's this, pumped up. Yeah, and this is what we live for, right? This There's a time reason of to be year. pumped up. There is right? March Madness. There and is the madness has yeah. already it's started. already yeah. started. Day one. I know. Okay. Uh, first <laughs> off, let me get this out of the way. The uh, podcast is brought to you by BCAM, the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan. Uh, join us for our BCAM segment with Dan Young later in the podcast. And uh, for more info, go to BCAM. Org. Hungry Howie's Dough Raiser is quite simply the greatest fundraiser for your school, team, church, or group. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Nice. Go to doughraiser.com. Tell them you found about Dough Raiser by listening to Hang Time. Okay, so before, and we're recording this week on a Tuesday. Yep. So we already had some earth-shattering <laughs> results from Monday. Yep. We will talk about that and talk about the news we didn't get to last week because as soon as we finished, that's when yeah. the whole lawyer stuff started breaking. But first off, let's go ahead and get uh, just, TJ, your assessment on your final rankings. Because this is always a I big deal. <laughs> this is the final <laughs> rankings for uh, the regular season. We don't do it in the playoffs, obviously. Just how did, how did you come about, uh, you know, any tweaks you made and, and those that you just kept where they were? Um, a lot of it just had to do. I, I I like that teams win conferences or their leagues. Um, I think that they should be rewarded for that. Um, you know, at Ann Arbor Skyline being undefeated, um, also being ranked high early in the season, um, it made it kind of an easy pick for them. You know, even though there might have been some jostling yeah. a little bit. You know, with, whether that whether the Clarkston was deserved or not um, after their loss to East English Village. Um, you know, obviously East English Village, Village losing. You know, even kind of makes it more worthy for me to put Skyline at number one, just because Clarkston probably shouldn't win that game. Maybe East in English, East English just had a great game um, that day. Obviously, Dave DeJulius played really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, let's say some of the teams that you know Hazel Park has been been there. I, I I had to move U of D Jesuit up to number four just because they were pretty successful before they got Jalen Thomas, yeah. and since they've got Jalen Thomas, I don't think that they've lost a game. Yeah, they may not. Yeah. Have. And so, he has been a difference maker. Man, yes. he's not, and he really even he really hasn't even really hit his stride. No, yet. no, no. He so looks like he's yeah. still just going through he's the a motions baby out there. Yeah, he's exactly. a baby giraffe. It's, yeah. it's scary for their opponents it in the is. tournament. It is because he can effortlessly go out there and get you ten and ten. Yeah, and uh, you just got yeah. When he really gets his footing, it's like you're talking about a guy that can get you twenty and fifteen. Yeah. Just yeah. feed him the rock, and he's a shot blocker, and that's something that. <laughs> that 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 is the, it can be a difference maker Huge. on the on the on the high school level yes. just because everybody doesn't have that and it's hard to, psychologically yeah you I know mean, how do you, that like, presence you've got to have somebody all right six foot three I think I remember reading something you know how teams used to prepare for UCLA yeah yeah you know and no, they right. say hey we'd bring out a broom and the guy with the six foot five he would be Kareem yep you know just yep. to go block shots yep, I mean yep. I, you know this is way before I mean. I mean, there weren't even tapes that were record players back then. Back then, you know? centers were six five. There were record yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, there were definitely record photographs. You know. <laughs> yes, I understand what you're saying. The thing with Jalen Thomas, though, real quick, you know, we saw him kind of as the sixth man behind Greg and Ek for for all, for two years, and it was kind of a wonder of you know when's he going to get his shot and what's he going to be when he gets his shot. Yeah. And then he left, and it was kind of a disappointment because we weren't going to be able to see him develop. And since he's come back, he's he's been the force that Ek. Or Greg was when they were with UD Jesuit. He's been that force inside, rebounder, shot blocker, kind of that difference maker. And you look at UD Jesuit, and they're exactly 
I won't, maybe not exactly, but they're very similar to what they were last year now that they have that 6'10 guy the best the thing about him is that he can do a lot of damage without necessarily scoring 20. Yeah. yeah. I'll also say this. When you talk about Greg and Eke, he got, he got brought along by two guys that are, that are high major guys. <laughs> Greg gets a lot of minutes at Illinois, or yep. significant minutes at Illinois, Eke being redshirted at Marquette. Mm-hmm. But if you get to practice against those guys on a daily yep. in-and-out basis, yeah. like he's going to get that much better, and yeah. there are not like a lot of bigs that can go out there and do that. I mean, we're going to talk about Clarkston. You know, Nicholson is going to learn from Taylor Curry. You know, yep. And even though Kithier isn't playing, I'm sure that he gets to say, hey, you know, and there's some kind of workout. So they, nothing wrong with getting beat up as a sophomore by two really good seniors yeah. because it's only going to prepare and you for being that much better later on. Be a matchup problem in their uh, district semifinal for Hazel Park, yeah. who's obviously had a great year, eighteen and two. Their only two losses of the season were to Clarkston, but they mm-hmm. don't have anyone over six three or six four. And uh, Jalen Thomas is going to be someone that it's going to be a force to be reckoned with yeah. uh, in the paint. He reminds me of Keith Benson. Keith you remember yes. Hunter Day, yeah. right? So yeah. very unassuming, yeah. kind of coming up. And even at high school, I don't think he obviously lived his potential. He did at Oakland, yeah. and he yeah. blew up when I mean, he got the opportunity. He didn't yeah. play a lot at right. Country Day. He did because yeah, he had exactly. the Tabit brothers, yeah. right? You know, and there were some other. You had the guy Daniel Ochoa, who I believe transferred to Royal Oak. Chose uh, he wanted to take the WWE route. <laughs> you, honestly, you wanted to be a wrestler instead of a basketball player at six foot ten. Hey, the, uh, if you want to eat, hey, be the next big show, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. But it, but it's one of those things. He made his decision early. I think yeah. Kirk Keener was a little ticked off about that. But right. Benson right. ended up being one of the all time greats, if not the greatest post player in the history of OU basketball. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think he's still playing today. Oh, overseas. So, yeah, doing well. uh, all right. So you jump Muskegon into your class A top ten. Yeah. Um. I think that Muskegon, Keith Guy does a great job over there. You know, they started off, uh, I forgot their bet. They had one loss was it to West Ottawa earlier in the year. Um, and then since then, they've really been keeping the ball rolling. They lost in overtime to Cast Tech. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then they just beat Belleville um, at home. Muskegon's a very tough place to play. Yep. And I, mean, I don't know, 50 wins in a row or something like that, or 50 league wins in a row that they've had. But um, Muskegon. And West Ottawa, I think, are you know those are the two teams that could come out of the West, um, you know, to make it to the Breslin in, in Class A. They'll probably meet up later on, I think, in regionals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, Keith Guy, the, I think the coaching has a long way, has a lot to do with um, with this, obviously the success of teams, but how they'll do in the playoffs as well. But I think the Muskegon was definitely deserving to be are, in the top ten. Are they starting to hit their stride? You know, this was a team that we didn't really hear a whole lot about at the beginning of the the. They don't have the high the profile season. talent they right. had in the past. Yeah. The Deshaun yeah. throwers, the Deontay Davis. Right. right, didn't hear a whole lot about them, but it seems like just this, obviously I haven't seen them this year, but just looking at results, it seems like they're starting to really come together at this point of the season. Got to remember some of those early losses or the, the, their early loss. You know, these guys are they get their football legs. Yeah. You know, and half yeah. your team is playing on football. You know, right. I talked with Keith Guy, you know, you know watching the scrimmage, and he was like, "Yeah, a lot of these guys are not even going to be on the team, or you know, they're just they're just here to fill, fill, you know, fill jerseys right now." Right. And then you so know, the as football soon as, guys get yeah, there. and as soon as the scrimmage is over, we're going to go down to Ford Field and we're going to watch the rest of our basketball team play football. Right. And so, West Side Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Right. Yeah. Yes. So so I think that they you know that that ability to gel. Later on in the season, and hey, I'd rather be on a on a nice winning streak, have the ball rolling, you know, going into March and going into playoffs than right. uh, what you'd see. I mean, I mean, win, wins in March are a lot a lot better than wins in December. Mm-hmm. We're talking about T.J. Kelly's final regular season rankings. Uh, Country Day, we talked about Keith Benson. Country Day, uh, number nine in Class B. Uh, 
where are they at right now in terms of a run here? They're, they're starting to refine themselves as a program after yep. yeah. being really off the map for the last right. three years. Right. Yeah. And obviously we know at the top what Class B is. Where is Country Day in that mix? Country Day with, with in, and in Class road. B. In Class B where everybody, where tons of teams could win. Um, I know I picked Henry Ford to win. Yep. You know, you still get Godwin Heights. I was really impressed with Country Day's win over Southfield Christian. They, they um, didn't just beat them. They, they bumped them. Yeah, yeah. They beat they Shocking. beat Southfield Christian like Southfield Christian beat River Rouge. Yeah. Right. You know? And right. so when you kind of look at it in that kind of scenario, now does that mean that Country Day can beat Rouge? But it also you know? kind of— I mean, they played both played against the same team, and it's probably 40-point 40 different, 40 difference in between It's all about matchups. Yeah, yeah. Match and obviously the matchups. What's the kind of— um, the interesting thing to me about this, uh, just jumping over to Southfield Christian for a second, is, and we talked about this on, on an, uh, a previous episode, and Jeff pointed out, that this year Southfield Christian seems to have kind of a flip-the-switch mentality, and that hasn't been... Uh, that, that hasn't been a consistent with, with Josh Baker. Josh Baker's teams have, no matter who they're playing, they're bringing the same caliber of basketball. This year, for whatever reason, it seems like uh, it's a little Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they have to you know, overcome. Or otherwise, those teams that they've been beating, like Oakland Christian yeah. or Plymouth Christian or however it wind up coming they along. Parkway Christian by two, and they're going to face a lot of teams like Parkway Christian. They should Christian not Christian. be losing the they, country day yeah. by... Oh, I agree. Uh, right. They lost by 18. They should not be losing to West Bloomfield by 20, 20 or whatever. Right. That's just, yeah. I mean, those, those teams unaccept- aren't that much Unacceptable that much losses. Um, so, but yeah. Unacceptable. But, but I think the country day, Wendell Green is doing a great job. Um, Dylan... Uh, Forgot what his last name San, is. The shooter. San, Sandu. Sandu. Yep. And then they got a, a really Julian really Roper nice, is they really a, good. Uh, they have a, a Fab Five, if you will, a freshman. They got five freshmen on yep. the varsity. Manzi Olson. Julian uh, Roper, who's uh, you know he had thirty five and ten in the game or in December, so uh, he's a guy to watch for coming. Uh, you know, coming down yep. the stretch the next yeah. couple of years. So, so they're going to get a lot of great experience this year, regardless yeah. of how far they go. Yeah, and they're going to take their lumps. Hopefully, I mean, I think that the further let's say I, I think that if Country Day makes it to the quarterfinals this year. And maybe have an upset or two. Yeah. Then, then they're a top three team in Class B returning next year. They got a lot of firepower returning. One of those freshmen is Mike Mansell's son, and Mike Mansell was a running mate of uh, Shane Battier uh, back in uh, in the late '90s, and mm. ended up uh, be having a really good college career at uh, Central Michigan. Yeah, I also okay. wanted to throw out there, you know, for the you know the previous couple three four years, you know, I think that a lot of us have been very very tough on Country Day and Mark Bray. You know, mm-hmm. because there are high standards to live up to. Um, but the last couple of years, and this includes, you know, the last two years, I would say, he's done a really good job of developing players and bringing them along. And now he's got the program where he, I'm sure, wants it to be and the, the vision that he had when he first started at Country Day. Um, so it I was never Bray's fault. I mean, no, it, it was not at all. Add a, a quick, um, you know, commentary on that. I, right. I never blamed Bray. Right. I, I thought it was a decision from the higher ups of the Country Day program that they were going to stop. You know, right. The pipeline, right, <laughs> and and for whatever reason, uh, they decided to reopen that pipeline. Right. But what that decision and, became and you bring, know, start bringing some more criticism kids and you know critical um, takes towards the Country Day basketball program and Coach Bray. But I think he's done a really nice job, especially the last couple of years. I think there was a push from certain members of the community. Um, we want to be more like Cranbrook. We want to be known for our academics, not for our athletics. Mm-hmm. And then they got a taste of that. Uh, for a couple of years. Yeah, who wants that? And then those same people, from what I've heard, uh, went back and said, okay, maybe we, maybe it's okay to. Okay, re- guys, joke's over. Reopen that pipeline and, and right. reestablish ourselves of the co- as April the country Fools. day of old. Yeah, but right. Coach Bray's done a really nice job. 
All right, guys, you're listening to the Hang Time Podcast. Before we get to Monday's reaction, which obviously uh, we want to get into. Lots of um, I, We did have one more. You had moved Langsburg up to number two in Class C. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I preface. That lasted for about 40 hours. And, 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 here, and here I go. And wound up, and Dansville winds up beating Langsburg last night. Yep. Yeah. Um, so in which saying is, that, isn't a bad loss. Dansville's pretty segue. good. And they're also in the same league. Yep. It's hard to beat a team three times. Uh Langsburg, Which we talked about yeah. on the podcast. Langsburg is solid. They've got a uh, point guard, Cam Brown, mm-hmm. who, will, who will probably play in college. Um, but I think that you know, you know, it is what it is. They, I thought that they beat substantial teams. They were beating Fowler, who's also in their league. You know, you're beating Dansville. You're beating some of these teams who are also who have been ranked in the, throughout the season. Right. And I think that they should be rewarded. And again, they won their league, and that's why they were. And that's why they, they got bumped up to number two. And then I got okay. slapped back to reality. Right. I was about to say. Know, <laughs> so let's move into yep. again. We're recording on Tuesday, so we don't have Tuesday results on this podcast. But let's move into Monday because certainly there's enough to talk about. What happened to Langsburg? We'll start there. I think that you know, you know, uh, they do a great job at Dansville. You've got a, a solid, a solid group, and you've got the big guy in the middle, Caleb Hodgson, mm-hmm. who is six foot nine. Um, That's a difference. He's, a, he's in a small, yeah, and he's and he's skilled. He's good. You know, I th- I saw them play Osborne earlier in the year, and I think you want to say he had like twenty one or twenty two points, uh, but he was like seven of eight from the field, had fifteen rebounds, and also had like four and ones. You know, so just the efficiency there, and he's a, and he can score in the post. He can step out and he be a, and he can be a face up, be a play that face up four, yeah, uh, or a pick and pop guy, right? And, and which I think is was just valuable because it's a tough matchup. And as a guy, if you're big like Jalen Thomas, mm-hmm. and you could get up and down the floor, then then that then that they makes you that much more special. You're just not a space eater who's a, a sloth running up right. and down the so, floor. So so then where do you see Dansville then moving forward? Can they continue this run? Well, if I can look into my crystal ball, yes, go here. ahead. You know, one, one thing I <laughs> break didn't break it really, out. One, one, yeah. one thing I didn't realize while well, TJ looks up is I didn't realize Caleb was only a junior. I yeah. thought he and was a senior, and he's a part of. We've talked a little he's bit about this. Twenty-three and fourteen, right? On now. Yeah. previous podcasts, he's a nice. part of a crop of a, a, a handful of under the radar right. big yeah. fellows, traditional centers, which is kind of going by the wayside. Underclassmen, in a, in a, well, just the fact that in, in, in basketball Juniors. across the board, mm-hmm. okay. from the pro level to the high school level, right. it's becoming more positionless, right? Uh, not the true centers, right? And we've got a couple, or more than a couple, we've got you know probably a half dozen across the state that are just real solid guys that maybe aren't getting the hype uh, of, of previous big guys we've had in the state, mm-hmm. but are you know just as talented and will be great for whoever lands them at the college level. And I think yeah. some other guys are in like the little nooks and crannies, as I like to say. You know, yeah. like when you go to Matawan, Nolan Foster, yep. who's six foot ten, is Obviously is how- mobile. Is mobile like he can like he can move? He can change directions. He right. like where you look at Jalen Thomas, where he kind of maybe looks like a stiff and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, There's a lot of still finding his yeah. body. CJ yeah, yeah, at, right. at, at MC uh, right. at Marone, uh, Monroe Saint Mary's right. Catholic Central. So you're saying they're more athletic now? This the centers yeah. we're seeing now. They're growing up. It seems. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I mean, Marcus Bingham's a great example. He can shoot perf- the three. Perfect, exa- perfect example. Yeah. But I think that he's more of a. But he grew up as a guard. As a kid, Marcus, you know, he's six foot one as a freshman. He right. just you know, right. and you keep just on growing. Hey, yeah. hey, whoever taught you your guard skills, <laughs> yeah. they, they, you know, they, they did, it's good that gotcha. he retained them. That makes um, sense. Where so you've got some other, you know, more traditional bigs like right. a, like a Caleb Hodgson. I think um, these coaches are yeah. teaching a little bit more skill. But I think at least like in my day, you know, growing up when, you know, obviously I'm not a big. Big guy. I mean, I'm a big guy, but um, yeah, yeah. not too tall. tall. But, yeah. Well rounded. Well rounded. <laughs> right there, you go. Um, 
but I think the 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 way people are coached now, you know, you know these these six ten guys are taught to to take their game out to the yeah. three point line, whether it's offensively yeah. or defensively or both. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of a matter of what we're seeing right now. It's the way the game's developing. Yeah. What about yeah. Dansbury? What'd you or, find? Or Dansville? Dansville, um, Dansbury. Well, uh, no, no worries, no worries. Um, I think that uh, well, excuse me, Dansville's going to have to beat Pawama Westphalia. Okay. Um, in their in the in the regional. If they do in the regional semifinal, if they do that, then they're more than likely going to face uh, Calvin Christian or or Covenant Christian. So there you go. I think the Covenant or Calvin Christian, that's a, a toss up. Um, the last two years, either one of those teams have gone gone on to the Breslin. Um, but I think the Dansville can absolutely hang with either one of those teams. Now it's just about them getting over the hump that they in the experience that Covenant Christian and Calvin Christian um, do have. But I think that uh, Calvin or excuse me that Covenant Christian. Um, does wind up, you know, going a little bit further, and yeah. I would not be surprised at all. I think that Covenant Christian does make it to the to the Breslin. Well, I, I think one thing we can agree that we were all very surprised <laughs> is East English Village losing to Western on day one of the playoffs. Hey, but, but never bet against Derek McDowell. But, yeah, I would say, yeah. but on the yeah. Western uh, side of it, yep. you got Derek McDowell, you got Trey Jackson. Right. Talking about under the under the radar right. stars. Okay. Trey Jackson is 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 one of the one of the guys that maybe doesn't get the hype as a David DeJulius uh-huh. uh, or. Or, uh, uh, or Spider Johnson or other PSL guys that yeah. are going big time Division One, but Trey Jackson's one heck of a gunner. Well, obviously because yeah. they they went out and took it yeah, to him. Yeah, and, and and you can say two, whether yeah. EEV took it lightly or they just got beat. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're sitting now. Yeah, they're still they're still playing. Yeah, yeah. No, Trey Jackson was all PSL first team. Um, I think that his biggest thing is just how consistent he's going to be. You know, there will be some games where. You know he was not. He didn't have a great game against Loyola, you know. And if and if you're going to be that star, then you've got to be able to beat teams like Loyola. And I'm not taking anything away from Loyola, but you've at least got to win one game in the PSL in their league, which they didn't do. And all of a sudden you they turn around and you beat East English Village, right. you know, who want to you know who want to win in the PSL East. Right. right. So so what do you think was was the issue? Why Easting? It just seemed like they started off so great. Obviously the win over Clarkston really just propelled that team, yep. and they have all the talent in the world. Uh, especially the one of the greatest floor leaders out there. Why is it you think that uh, that they were beaten half, so early? Half court game. You keep them yeah. under seventy points. You know, I think I, I, yeah. I, that's why King has given them problems in the past, in last year's playoffs. Derek McDowell. You know, if we can, we just got to keep it in the half court. Right. Don't let them get to seventy. And I, another thing to throw out there, I think Scott. We we had a group text going on last yeah. night when yeah. it all happened. Yeah. I think Scott. You know brought up a really good point, and it was the fact that the PSL is going to beat up on one another. And this is a result of that. For the yeah. first time in a decade, yeah. we can say that the PSL so is, many good is, teams. is at a, it, it, you know, was playing at a level of or, uh, top to bottom. The caliber of basketball mm-hmm. is much higher than it's been. And you, you know, it, it, you're, got, you're running the gauntlet when you're right. going through that league, no matter what division you're playing in. And your non-conference is hard, yeah, but it's all schedule hard, and it cuts both ways. I mean, yeah. in one sense, look at what Western did, or look what Edison did in, yeah. in the PSL tournament. Correct. Um, so in that case, uh, a really tough schedule. You might, your 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 win-loss record not, might not be very gaudy, but you have the firepower, the capability to go and pull upsets. But on the other side of it, it could be. You know the um, the rigorous nature of the schedule starts to wear on you. Come tournament time, uh, you're, you're you're not as sh- you're not as fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know you're kind of more banged up because of that uh, because of that level of competition. And then it, in, in that case, it, it bodes against you. Yeah. So we've got uh, we got about a minute left in in our, our opening segment. Well, let's talk about uh, 
you know, the games to come this week. Just what what are some of the things you're excited to see? Uh, granted, Tuesday's games well, are the tonight, West Bloomfield District is but, uh, uh, right, is, which yes, is where is we'll throwing be into chaos on right Friday. Now. Yeah. yeah, that's another upset. You know, you want to didn't talk about. I did or not we'll see the, Detroit. On Friday, I, I, I mean, if you would ask me District, what yes. I'd be more surprised at yeah. going into tomorrow, mm-hmm. whether Bloomfield Hills beats West Bloomfield or Western beats East English, right. wouldn't even I wouldn't yeah. even. It wouldn't even be a debate. Bloomfield Hills uh, Bloomfield was seven Hills fourteen. Is not a team that should beat West Bloomfield in right. West Bloomfield's own gym for yep. a, for a team with the kind of uh, you know top to bottom talent that they have for Guards. a team that went went to the Final Four last year. Yep. Uh, that that is just that's a loss that that was very head scratching. Yeah, you know, I, I I was very surprised by that just because it's not a knock on Bloomfield Hills, but they're seven and fourteen, I believe, is what I saw. You got a West Bloomfield team that looked, you know, just as good as just about anybody in the OAA after Donovan Moore, you know, Came, became eligible. Yeah. And to see them go out in the first round was, to me, that was stunning. And I'm forty-four forty, they didn't score more than forty points. Right, but I also yeah. wonder a little bit what TJ said. Some teams they're forced into getting the half court, and so keep you, the you game get close. Your comfort level. Hey, you you get your comfort level. You know, and, yeah. First year coach Bill Kirchner has done a you know Fans. preparing this team for that game. Obviously, uh, and and just like we were talking about. Uh, the the PSL being a uh, you know a, a real uh, you know a, a tough draw this year mm-hmm. for for the for the in league competition, Bloomfield Hills benefited from playing that OAA red schedule. They weren't going to win a lot of uh, uh, games in their league, but it's you know paying dividends in the tournament. Yep. It already has. And you yeah. could even say Osborne, who didn't win a team in one, didn't win a game yeah. in the East, winds up winning winds up winning last night. And granted, it wasn't against the PS, any of the PSL East teams. But they still wind up winning. I don't think that they're going to get out of their district. Right. But hey, it's still nice to win a playoff game, yeah. especially when you've had such. Let's say I'm in a disappointing season when you don't even win a league game. Right. I mean, that's a that's a long stretch to go through when you're going through maybe two months, a month and a half, and you're not winning a single game. Yeah. You know, that's tough, stressful on the mind. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Let's say this. I just hope the kids went out yesterday. Or not went out, but they had a good time and right. so and, and were able to relish right. that win yeah. because it's one of those things when playoffs time come around, they're going to say twenty years down the road. Hey, remember that game that we wound up winning? Yeah, yeah. And although those are the special things that high school basketball and high school sports brings along, mm-hmm. brings along. It's the memories that are involved, like just as much as you know, going to college or I played with this kid, I played with that guy. When they all get together in their class reunions and stuff like that, it's like bringing the bringing the game back. You know, yep. you know, I'll see Kurt Russell throwing the ball to Robin Williams. Or yeah, something yeah, like right, that. right. So. I'll Osborne has who <laughs> next? Yeah, Osborne has who next? I uh, that would in their district. Do you know? I do you don't have know. it there. I yeah. I'm, I know. I know that. Let's say this. I was so unexpected for them to win that I <laughs> yes. didn't even write them yeah, down. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. but I do know that it was one of those things I kind of saw. Right, let's bring it up right gotcha. here. Gotcha. All right. Uh, what are what are what's what's another? Um, obviously, the the Henry Ford. Uh, district um, is, is that, especially yep. the finale. If it ends up being against Old Rivers, should be a, a great game. That's what we're yep. planning on covering. And I'm state champs. very excited about the district uh, of. Uh, I'm not sure where it's being hosted. Renaissance. At, at Renaissance, you got Renaissance playing Oak Park, yeah. and you got UDJ right. playing. Um, you got UDJ playing Hazel Park on the other side of that. Right. So whoever comes out of that district is going to have a really good chance it's, it's gonna at be, putting yeah. together a long run. It's yeah. going to be a very tough. Uh, it's a tough draw, but you know, yeah. that's uh, that sometimes could, that, that can work. That could be the big to your benefit. In my opinion, that yeah. could be the toughest uh, yeah. Class A district. Osborne has Harper Woods okay. tomorrow. Well, okay. meaning Wednesday, which would be yep. today when a lot of you are watching it. Yeah. Um, Who just hired Rod Odin yep. as their new football coach? Right. I know. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Um, you know, one thing Love that Rod really Odin. impressed me yesterday is how soundly Ann Arbor Skyline beat Ann Arbor Pioneer. Yeah, they, 
Yeah. Deshaun Munson, TJ's X Factor, looked healthy. I think he, he had, had 14 You know, if he's healthy and, you know, that's a resounding win over they a an, very quality pioneer team. They announced yeah. their presence with authority yeah. in the state tournament as yes. opposed to what some of these other teams <laughs> yeah. they, I mean, they got to let them know that they lost our first game <laughs> yes. effort. And I think the other thing with Skyline and why I've, no, I've got some questions about, uh, or uh, let's say this, I've been questioned about it is Skyline hasn't got out, they haven't won their district. Right. You know, now, so when you when you kind of look at it like that, they're not battle tested. So are they really going to go that far? I think that their senior leadership, Jack Ammerman, has been playing really, really well. I mean, it's mm-hmm. tough to guard when you've got a lot of shooters because everybody's not missing one hundred percent of the time. And right. then they've also got guys who can go out there and do their, you know, they go out there and rebound and do what they're supposed to do. They know that they're undersized, and so they know they pay attention to those little details. Yep. You know, and they're not getting ahead of themselves, I don't think, either by looking at T.J. Kelly's rankings. Right. You think uh, as we wrap this up, you think we're going to have any other shockers this week? Kind of the way things went out on day one? You, you'd be surprised if we see any real big upsets? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about our, uh, you know, the Clarkson factor without well, Foster Lawyer. We're, we're going to get there, so yeah. let's wait. Let's yeah. wait okay. on that. We're yeah. going to close I don't, with I don't that. Really I'm not saying okay. that Lake Orion no, or Holly I know, are going to beat them, but it's a tease. Yeah. Right. It's a tease <laughs> to the end of the show. Uh, all right, we're going to take our first time out. Uh, when we come back, uh, I'll be talking with Dan Young. We're going to talk about some of the boys' uh, basketball uh games that have been taking place, what he's looking forward to, as well as uh, the Mr. Basketball candidate list that came out last week. We'll get B-Cam's reaction to that. And uh, and then we're going to come back and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the girls' basketball districts and, and stuff that went on with theirs. Regionals are, are now happening. And uh, and then again, we'll close with, with the Clarkson story, which is a big one. So stick around. Hang Time Podcast has a lot more to go, so stay with us. Fundraising should be fresh, Flavorful and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years, and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Welcome back to Hang Time. Dan Young from BCAM joining us as always. And uh, last week we got a chance to talk about the Miss Basketball finalists. Well, the Mr. Basketball finalists have since been named. So we want to go ahead and get Dan's comments on that. You know, it is really, uh, I think it's one of these groups that when we look at it in its totality, not just the champion, but those who were nominated, we're going to look back at a very uh, talented group that we're talking about at the next level and perhaps beyond. Uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central's Marcus Bingham Jr., uh, more than just a, a big 6'11 post player. Uh, he can do so much on the floor. East Lansing's Brandon John, 6'9", plays on the perimeter, just a tremendous playmaker. Uh, 6'9", Travion Williams of Detroit Henry Ford Academy uh, is one of the best rebounders uh, that we've seen in a long time, really long on the perimeter. Obviously, Clarkson's uh, foster lawyer has had a career for the ages. 5'11", uh, David DeJulius of East English Village, despite his team going down, uh, really just a, a tremendous player and, uh, and just the true definition, I would say, of a point guard. And, uh, you know, 
both Lawyer and Julius can can run an offense with the best of them, of course, can light up the scoreboards too. So really just a good group here representing a 2017-2018 season. When you watch these guys in their highlights, uh, so the voting is out right now. Mr. Basketball's voting is through Monday, March 12th. Right. Um, you just see the the level of ability that these guys are gonna uh, take to the next level it's it's just it's just incredible I watched uh, uh, Bingham and you know he, he's six eleven yeah and he's shooting it uh, he's step back threes he's obviously blocking shots and rebounding scoring at the rim but his skill level and then Travion uh, um, out of Detroit his skill level for their size yeah and then you talk about um, Brandon Johns. Well, he fit right in at oh, Michigan. I, I mean, uh, and he's six nine. Yeah, he is. Does everything really well. These guys shoot the ball so well. Uh, you know, David DeJulius uh, speaks for itself. How the effort and, and the work he's put in and the improvement. I think the biggest thing in Foster Lawyer, obviously, is, is to go without expected. The, the improvement that you, these guys have made throughout their careers is what I've really noticed, and that comes from really good coaching and a lot of time, a lot of sweat. And a lot of work, and so um, that's what I'm most impressed with is just how much better these guys have gotten over the last year, especially. Yeah, I know the big talk, uh, of course, this week has been the injury to Foster Lawyer. We know that he has uh, a meniscus issue. You know, we of course we don't have all the details as to what it is, but it looks like uh, from what we've been seeing, he's been practicing, uh, and I think if need be, as soon as maybe tomorrow, this airs on a Thursday for a Friday's game, he might play. Uh, maybe next week in the regionals, obviously in a perfect scenario for Fife, it would be they just roll without him because they're winning without him. I mean, they still right. uh, have played tremendous even without him, uh, and uh, if need be, get him ready for quarters and beyond. Um, but again, you know, when you have to face a team, perhaps let's say they get through this week, like Troy, uh, who's in their division, who is a good team. There's no question. Play them tough. That um, very well coached. By yeah, the way. yeah, very, and, very right. Um, and, and it's also, you know, it's one of those things. Do we want to risk any future injury? To Foster, you know, are we putting him in in harm by putting him out there? And if he's not ready, of course he wants to play. Um, but you know, there's doctors and uh, and people who make those decisions, and and it's not taken lightly. You know, it's it's taken very uh, very seriously, and 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 it's amazing what they can do uh, with modern medicine nowadays in terms of getting somebody ready to play. Yeah, you wonder if he'll evaluate. Dr- yeah, you wonder if he'll dress and if yeah. the game's close, they <laughs> yeah. roll him in. I, I don't know. It's a, t- it's a tough spot. You hate to see it. I mean, on the girls' side, you lose two really right. good players right. to knees and, and now this, and it's just uh, you, hope, you hope it goes well for him because yeah. he's worked his butt off. There's no doubt. And, again, Clarkson's so deep. You know, we were talking earlier in the podcast – about, uh, you know, they have guys that haven't played for years. They've been basically riding the pine, you know, waiting to get an opportunity. They get an opportunity, they score 13, grab four or five rebounds, and uh, they don't lose a step. So uh, that's how good Clarkson is. We'll see uh, how they go moving forward. Um, what are some of your thoughts so far of uh, the basketball playoffs now that we're kind of into it? You know, I, I looked at, um, you know, East English losing. Uh, Juan Rickman is just a tremendous coach, defending PSL champions from a year ago. You know, he had a Mr. Basketball last year. He's got another Mr. Basketball this year. Yeah. But Derek McDowell from Detroit Western is is as good as they get. Been I around. met Derek in the early '90s. Yeah. At, at when he was an assistant at Central Michigan, and yep. um, 
he, he's a great coach. And he was and at Eastern too for a while. He was at correct? Eastern, yeah. and he's he's a tremendous defensive coach. Uh, I'm sure um, that that he was very prepared for that game. So you could see how those things can happen as guys battle throughout the PSL all year, yep. and then try to beat him again one more time, and this and that. But I just wanted to shoot out, shout out to him. He, he's He's one of the best in the business. It was one of the questions we had earlier, and you as a coach can, can address some of this, is that you know the PSL, for the first time in a pretty long time, was as deep as it's been, top to no bottom. Question. And so it's good. There's so many talented players. And these guys, at the end of the season, are beat up, yeah. for lack of a better term. And the coaching in that league is second to none. And I know yeah. that for a fact. Yeah, I know. It is second to none. Not yeah. only do they have good players, but they're very disciplined, well-coached. All of those coaches have been There's there, no, done that. Yeah. There's no scenario no. that can happen that they don't know. No, and so that's that's why these upsets happen. Yeah. So you wonder, you know, are the you know how how far we're going to see PSL teams advance moving forward? Maybe they're a little played out. It could could could, could go a number of ways. Um, but uh, you know, I'm sure all of them will be happy if they survive and advance. Sometimes it's not who you have to play; it's who you don't have to play. Right. And so, it all depends on the matchup and that night. And so, um, David Julius, great career. Juan Rickman, awesome. Um, but, but even on the girls' side, when you talk about East Kentwood getting beaten the yeah. first, it's it's amazing. Last year, East Lansing losing; they're 20 and 0, and they lose. The, yeah. Uh, there's some great games this week, and, and so uh, that's March Madness. That's why uh, that's, that's the way it is. And uh, so, is there anything you're looking forward to down the line? Should it happen? Just as a from a fan's perspective, not not judging it in any other way. Just that, boy, I'd love to see this matchup in a big scenario like a a playoff. I would love to see the Skyline Canton down the yeah. road, oh, yeah. or Skyline yes. Novi down the road. Yes. Uh, and I know they've. There's. It's a long way to go. Yes, I'm. I'm a fan now. And we've still got Skyline uh, ranked number one. Um, Skyline is really, really good, uh, and they. Yeah. You know. Um, well, traditionally, you know, you being a a, a Western Wayne guy, you sure. know, for so long, sure, uh, you know the heated rivalry, but in a good way that there is for the Ann Arbor area schools. And you know those the uh, those in the Western Wayne, you know, sure. um, because you're you're so close proximity. A lot of times when you have camps, things of that nature, you share kids. You know, just love kids to, go to see, that. love love to see great guards go head to head down the stretch. Because that when, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, the CC Canton game the other night. I mean, CC's huge. Yeah, they look like a college team. It's like six five. Every they one are of monstrous them. monstrous. Yeah, um, and they're very good, very yeah. well coached. Uh, Bill Dyer does a great job, and mm-hmm. uh, but it comes down to those the, the guards that you can't take it from can turn you over, and that's what Canton has. And Novi's Novi's very similar. Yes. And then um, Ann Arbor Skyline, wow, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, they are really good, and that has that been, would be a cool matchup. Yeah, it would be, and of course, I know that. Uh, the Clarkston fans would love to see them get a get a uh, chance to play Skyline because, in our rankings at least, and this is the the, the feedback we that get. Be the quarters. I think so. We get the feedback, you know, of course, about right. how could we not have Clarkston number one and have Skyline number one? Um, Skyline hasn't lost this year, but uh, of course, you can power rank them however you like. Uh, I would like to see that matchup. That, you know, just, that, just that because would, this, you know it's this. like the new kid on the block. And kind of the not the old guard, but the the 
you know, the, the team right now that is the standard, they, and they I, are. I would like to see, if it got to that point, whether Skyline could guard uh, Clarkston's big that's going to Wisconsin. Yeah. Because um, Skyline has three really good guards, and they shoot it great. Yep. And they're athletic, and yeah. they defend. Yeah. But they're not very big. Right. And they're going to have to rely on making threes. Right. And, well, just like Canton. Right. Uh, although they have the Chase, uh, Chase kid. um can't think of his last name. Uh, he's had a great year for Canton, and yep. he can score inside. But yeah. he's six five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a tweener, and you know, getting recruited. Got some, uh, yep. you know, some people like him at the Division two level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, Clarkson's got some. You know, got the big boy inside. Yeah. And so, uh, but again, it's a guards game. Mm-hmm. It's a guards game with the ball screens and slips and 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 breaking pressure and uh, turning people over. It, it becomes, you know. It's yeah. a guards game at every level. And yeah. so if you have really good guards and you have two or three of them, yeah. you're, you're going to have a shot at it. We had Langsburg ranked up to uh, number two in Class C. They lost already, so they're done. Uh, and the other one, um, another game that we're looking for, Class B is, is so wide open, we sure. think, with so many different teams. Uh, one of the games we'll be covering on Friday, should it happen, uh, will be Old Redford taking on Detroit oh. Henry Ford. Oh. We've got Henry Ford. All of us predict Henry Ford's going to win the championship this year. Uh, Kenny Flowers done a phenomenal Kenny job Flowers is, for that, is, is for that squad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. of course, Benton Harbor, New Haven, uh, several others uh, definitely want to uh, change our opinion in that matter. Um, but uh, we think that should be a great district finale just because Old Redford had some really good young talent. Getting good shots consistently, not turning it over, and getting stops down the stretch. Well, kids, and, uh, kids will realize that to win, you have to get multiple stops down the stretch and be a two-way player so that it'll be interesting to see yeah it is and that's what these coaches are all preaching so uh, yeah do yourself a favor if you want to check out some really great basketball there's some great teams still alive in the tournament uh of course district championships taking place this weekend and next week as we get into regionals and then of course if you really want to do yourself a favor oftentimes in my uh humble opinion quarterfinals in a lot of classes end up being some of the best games of the entire year uh state championship and all just because uh that's just how it happens sometimes so they're great go to callahan hall and check out some of some of the class a quarters that are going on uh you'll see what i mean uh mr and miss basketball uh presented by united dairy of michigan great uh great group of people excited about that and also uh bcam coaches nominate uh all through the month of march with the exception of top shooters, that has to be done now uh, because we, we do a presentation at the state championship. But mm-hmm. uh, get your get your, get your people nominated and uh, before April first. Yes, and enjoy your March. It's yeah, gonna be absolutely. fun. Absolutely. We'll have Dan back here next week, and we'll talk about what's going on and uh, so much more. So make sure you join us again. State champs hang time. Be right back. Coaching basketball is a rewarding and challenging pursuit. But you don't have to do it alone. The Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan are here to support you. BCAM is the largest coaches association in the country with nearly 6,000 members representing college, high school, and middle school ranks. Members have access to drills, clinics, job opportunities, and it's the only way to vote for our annual awards, including Mr. and Miss Basketball. Join today by visiting BCAM.org because better coaching always matters.
What's up? Welcome back to Hang Time, the Hoops Podcast. We want to talk a little girls basketball here in our final segment. We're also going to touch on uh, the Clarkson situation in boys basketball and what happened uh, late last week and uh, continues into this week on our thoughts with them. But uh, uh, we had some upsets in girls basketball, yep. and certainly East Kentwood was uh, a big one because I, I had I had them penciled in uh, to go into the Wrestling. East, East or was, wherever it is this year. Where yeah, is it at? Kelvin. Kelvin. Kelvin College. But East Kentwood was Tom Markowski's pick to win it all, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, that's a massive upset. And he follows us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't just it wasn't TJ Kelly yeah, just yeah, throwing yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> 100% right. <laughs> but uh, you look at East Kentwood. This is a team with, with two girls that were potential Miss yeah. Basketball candidates. Yep. A team that made it all the way to the finals last year, had high expectations this year. For this team to lose, you can't call it anything but disappointing. Right. Um, you know, the, it's a team that Props was, to Caledonia. Yeah. And the the player who made the game-winning shot with six seconds left was a softball star, Sammy Girls. Yes, she is. Big-time uh, softball yep. player. Um, so just seeing kind of the multi-sport athletes come through. But, yeah, that was a big-time loss. Um, and now I feel like, you know, obviously there's, you know, other teams, but now it feels a lot like Class A is a two-horse race with East Lansing and yeah. Saginaw Heritage. Yep. In uh, Class A, I would yeah. say that's definitely you know, what it is. Obviously, somebody can upset. You know, we didn't see Flushing come, right. you know, coming in last year, and Flushing right. dominated, you know, Cousineau and East Kentwood to a certain extent. Right. And we've seen this in the boys, too, where a team that maybe has been a, a dominant D yep. team for so long finally moves up. Uh, this was Pittsburgh's turn to move up to Class C, and uh, I'm sure they didn't think that – maybe they thought it was going to be challenging, but they didn't think they would get knocked out. Uh, yeah. So early, but they're they're done, yep. and uh, and that just shows sometimes jumping just one class how much uh, better the competition is. Um, but you know, they're. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, when it comes to Pittsburgh, you know, we kind of expected. You know, we didn't expect them to win a Class C title. Um, no disrespect to Pittsburgh, but I, there are some, in my opinion, superior teams in Class C, and it's not. It doesn't just start with Detroit Edison, who's just killing teams right now. Right, rolling. Yeah, you get you got teams like. Um, Puamo Westphalia, who who made it to the finals last year. These are some some really good programs. Um, but yeah, Pittsburgh. You know, it was a it was a fantastic run. Chris Hodos has done a really really good job with that yeah. team. Um, and it's kind of tough because this was a really long winning streak that finally came to an end. I don't know the exact number, but you know, they had gone. You know, since that St. Ignis loss yep. in the state finals three years ago, yep. they hadn't lost a game. Yep. Um, and that included the regular season yep. this year. So. You know, that's that's one of the state powers yeah. going down. But, you know, that's high school, and it's awesome to kind of see, you know, you, you have a, a legacy, an era, it yeah. ends, and now you, you know, you, you're, the next class is tasked with rebuilding yeah. that. So you've got Eb, Eb and flows. Yeah, Eb, yeah. When you lose a Maddie Clark and a J.C. Berger, who who are, J.C. went on to play um, basketball at Hillsdale, and I believe Maddie Clark went to play volleyball at Hillsdale. Mm-hmm. You know, those are two, you know, cornerstones of, of a basketball program. That's... You know, if you're going to compare it, you're going to look at like what um, to keep it classy, kind of like what the the Hunter brothers were at Southfield Christian, what they meant to that program. And it takes time to kind of or replace the, guys the like girls that. at uh, Waterfire Lady of the Lakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. Deutsch and Roback yep. and Cottrell and um, Duffy and all you know, those group uh, that group that won all those state championships. And since you know the <clears throat> since that era ended, they've. You know they've been okay. They made it back to a Final Four with Tiffany Scenarius, but mm-hmm. it's still not. Uh, you know, it's not state championship or bust anymore. Hard staying on top. Yeah, it, it's kind of, you know dynasties are hard to come by because you know it's, it's high school and college. You know you don't have the same players that you have in you know in the professional ranks where they stay around for five, six, seven, eight years. 
um, you have them for, for four years and maybe that because a lot of them start off on freshman and JV before they even get to varsity. Um, but, yeah, with, with those two losses, it's going to have a different feel to the girls' basketball side from not being at East Lansing. It's going to have a different feel to um, the Breslin, or to Calvin College and the girls' basketball finals. But with that being said, I think the favorites are still there. East right. Lansing and Saginaw Heritage are still there. Country Day is still there in Class B. Class C, Detroit Edison is still there. You know, I think these are going to be the dominant teams who are – I was out at uh, district final uh, between Marion and Royal Oak last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Royal Oak had beaten Marion by one earlier in the season, and uh, Marion avenged that loss, won by double digits. When I was I was hyping her up a couple weeks ago, one of my all time uh, favorite Marion players who who for whatever reason kind of flies under the radar, Olivia Moore, a junior point forward. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were talking about uh, really good shooter. well, she just she does everything. Yeah. When we're talking about versatility, um, she's the type of girl that's a leader. She's intelligent. She can shoot. She can drive. She distributes. She rebounds. Um, you know, and she had one of these games where she had 17 points, eight rebounds, six assists, four steals, um, and really just uh, controlled tempo and 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 uh, lit the fuse for that for that Marion team. Uh, so whenever you have a player like that and a coach like uh, Mary Ciceroni, you know, and the 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 program lineage of of uh, of the Mustang uh, hoops regime, mm-hmm. uh, you know you you, you 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 line yourself up for for a, a, a possible long tournament run. Uh, today I'm going out to see uh, Southwood A and T and Detroit King. A and nice. T's got a really nice dynamic duo in Alexis Johnson and Cheyenne McEvans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, I'm also interested to see what uh, Clarkson does. I know Clarkson is, is meeting up with Marion yep. in, a, in a regional semifinal, and, and, and Clarkson's got uh, Kayla Lukenbach. Um, Lukenbach yep. is going to o- o- uh, Oakland University, and uh, she's, she's a, a, nice, um, a nice post presence. Clarkson's one of those teams that I feel like could have a flushing-type run in the tournament this year. They're under the radar, but they're, they're still playing really well. Um, do, I, do I necessarily think they'll win a state title like flushing? Did probably not, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're just because the, the top of A is so and then strong. A, and a team so I, top I'm, I'm, East Lansing doesn't I'm, lose, and a right. team that I'm really high on um, out in Western Oakland County, Wild Lake Western, yeah. uh, with a group that made it to the regional finals last year. This year, I believe they were 18 and two or 19 and mm-hmm. one in the regular season. They won the first ever Lakes Valley Conference. They got uh, two girls at the, at the forefront of that lineup that are going to play in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Walzek's going to Grand Valley State. Yep. Janera Flowers is going to Indiana State. Mm-hmm. And then they've got the uh, the X Factor on the bench, Steve Emmert, who uh, Jeff and I kind of know personally. He was one of Jeff's uh, uh, He was teachers. my assistant principal. And, he uh, may or may not have had a talk or two with me <laughs> in high school. <laughs> he worked, uh, you know, worked side by side with my, with my mom in right. the Wall Lake School District uh, yeah. for a long time. And Steve is one of these guys that, you know, lives in eats, breathes basketball. Uh, he plays a very uh, up-tempo style of game. He kind of brought, uh, in the 1990s, he kind of brought that Rick Patino style of, of uh, full-court pressure. <laughs> I'm not talking about off-the-court. I'm, I'm not talking about off-the-court stuff. I'm talking about his on-the-court style. Yeah, uh, full-court pressure, a lot of three-point uh, three shooting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a great job with the Wall Lake Central boys yep. and girls in the 90s. Yep. He took Wall Lake Central boys uh, to a 25-0 and 0, uh, season in 93. They eventually lost to a, the eventual national champion yep. Detroit Pershing team in the quarterfinals. And then he took uh, the, the Wall Lake Central girls into the Class A state finals in 1995. Mm-hmm. Took some time off 
uh, in the early 2000s to the late 2000s, ended up at Oxford yep. for the girls, left Oxford's girls, and has stepped in at Wild Lake Western. And uh, Wild Lake Western has just done a, an outstanding job of handling instability. This is their fourth coach in four years. Yep. And uh, I, I look I look for Wild Lake Western to, to possibly uh, put together a run. Steve has done just a great job. Yeah. I'll just add, you look at what that Oxford girls basketball program was uh, before, before he, he got there. It you know it was a program that was you know you know five and fifteen and, and uh, you know early out in the districts, and he had that team competing for district titles. And I believe they might have even and won a we- district we- title. Western's girls are averaging like seventy points a game. Yeah. For a girls team, it's a lot yeah. of points. No, it is. And for you kids the out there who uh, don't realize this, about 10 years ago, they used to play two different seasons. Yes. Yep. You actually used to have the yep. girls in the fall, when I was in high school, the boys in the, the winter. Yes. So a coach could actually coach both, both. teams. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of better all the way around, I would say, especially with the referee shortage we're having right now. Yep. Um, yep. Anyway, what you got, TJ? Well, back when... Everything was different. I don't know what season I would have played because golf and baseball are now the same seasons. Right. And so I would have, you know, probably had to play football. You've got and any girls, girls basketball? Yeah, comments? East Lansing's rolling. Okay, there it is. They are. They, you know, they had a tough district final. We want to talk about the toughest road to the Breslin Center. East Lansing might have it just because of what they did in the districts. They had to beat a, a really good DeWitt team in the region in the district final for the second or third straight yeah. year, I believe. Um, that DeWitt team was in the state finals a few years back. Um, but yeah, East Lansing looked good in the district final, and you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they're the team that's holding up the hardware. Star power, Jada Hampton. Yep. Yeah, and she is a handful. Yep. yep, yep. And again, Saginaw Heritage is is not going to go away. And, and you know, um, st- they, star power, Mo, Mo Joyner yeah. is probably the best player that people in Southeast Michigan don't really know about. Right, right. Very good guard play, strong inside, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Fat the One Girl's got the three names. I can't remember her name. Yeah, right now, but uh, she knows who I'm talking about, and uh, <laughs> she is. Uh, a solid player, and again, one of those who just has to commit. Yeah. I think if if she's fired up and committed, and it, then um, just the way they shoot the ball outside, they've got some lockdown shooters mm-hmm. outside. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Would Saginaw Heritage and East Lansing would they meet in the finals? That's a. I want to know that. Very good yeah. question. I want to know that for state champs purposes, uh, because you know that's how we plan things here. Yeah, I mean. By the way, state champs every Sunday at nine a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. There you and go. you guys will probably be at Calvin. Oh, to yeah. cover the girls, yeah. For sure. All right. Yeah. Um, so let's see. On the spot. So. On the spot. They would meet in the final. All right. They would. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yep. All right. So we're going to wrap it up today. We want to talk about Clarkston and the, and the situation with the boys' basketball team and uh, what happened with Foster Lawyer. Um, Front runner for Mr. Basketball. Yep. Michigan yep. State signee. No doubt. Two Mr. Basketball finalists. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. You know, well, one loses and then one's injured. So uh, who knows if, if we're going to see. Yeah. I believe the voting is over. No, I, I think it's, 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 it's after this Friday. week. It's after this week. That's it. Yeah. Ends after this week. And so, just to give people uh, the four one one, Foster had a partial tear in his meniscus last week in a sixty six sixty victory over West Bloomfield. Didn't play in the season finale against Hazel Park, where just uh, you know a ton of heart shown by this Clarkson team to take on a right. very 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 good Hazel Park squad yep. uh, and uh, beat them by ten. And just got a lot of contributions from guys that maybe they weren't expecting. One of them being the football star Tyler Houston, uh, the had the had the game ceiling 
pick in the state finals in that 3-2 upset over West Bloomfield. Yep. He's going to play in the secondary at Wayne State. Yep. Been on varsity for three seasons, has not played one up until last Thursday night, had not played one significant minute of varsity basketball. He got the call, and like we always say, in those kind of programs, it's next man up. You better be ready when right. your name's called. Tyler told, uh, told me after the game, I've been waiting for this game for three years. He, he, he took full advantage of it, had 14 points, eight rebounds, played excellent defense. Uh, I don't think he only missed maybe two shots the whole game, so his shooting percentage was very high. He's got length and athleticism. He's a leader. so That was huge for them to go out and do that yeah. and win like that uh, just to, you know, to show we're not going to skip a beat. You know what I mean? And for anything, those other guys can say, yeah, we're not, you know, we love Foster. We want him out there. But uh, just because he's not there doesn't mean we're all of a sudden we're and, done. And what it yep. showed also uh, for Clarkson is, you know, defense right. and, a, and a dogged defensive effort mm-hmm. can be the ultimate equalizer. Yeah. And they do a and great job. Protect, defending the perimeter. And for Hazel Park, a team that you know scores a lot of points, and their two games against Clarkston, uh, I think they average like uh, 40 or less. They right. only scored 38 uh, last Thursday night. And uh, that three-headed monster of, of Carl Bowe, David Hearns, and, and Devin Pettis had some real issues without even Foster Lawyer being there with that defensive pressure. And when you kind of come, uh, you know, when you come with that kind of effort, when you come with that kind of effort on the defensive end, you're always going to be in games. And C.J. Robinson might be the best, you know, defensive player that we don't talk about. You talk about what he did in the state finals last year. You know, a lot of people looked at the point guard matchup against yeah. Dwayne Washington and Foster Lawyer, but what people don't realize it was C.J. Robinson playing a lot of defense on Dwayne Washington, making life difficult on him, and that's kind of you know the the big thing. That, that came out of Clarkson's win that I took out of it because we all know that Foster Lawyer is a great player. Taylor Curry had a coming out game, but C.J. Robinson played a great. Even without game. Foster, you got a Big Ten bound player in Taylor Curry right, going right. to Wisconsin. With that being said, you know Clarkson's probably, you know, consider assuming Foster's out for an extended period of time, which is there's no reason not to believe that at this point. You know, well the Clarkson's word right now is that he met with doctors mm-hmm. earlier this week. They've given him the okay to practice. Yep. What we've heard is that they've shut him down for the districts. He's probably not going to play in the district tournament, yep. uh, which would be, a, uh, I believe, a two-game slate. I believe they play Lake Orion mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and then most likely they'll uh, they'll play maybe Holly. It will be the winner of Holly-Oxford mm-hmm. on Friday. Uh, and then they got ahead uh, to a, a pretty tough regional. Yep. Um, so the, the rest of their path is tough. Yeah. yeah. And they're more than likely going to have to play a team that they've already played. I, and I just don't know if, 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 I'm, if I'm the Clarkston program or if I'm Foster and his family. I, I understand that you know you, you want to leave it all out on the court and it's your senior year and you want to repeat as state champions, but you're really rolling the dice if, if you if you if you send him out there uh, for the state tournament and, and you know in my opinion risking you know uh, further complications in that injury for his college career. Right. I, I just don't know if it's worth it. When I, when I look at Clarkston going forward this year, I'm not going to argue with Scott because I think he makes a really good point on that. Um, but with Clarkston going forward this year, I think what bodes well for them is they're going to have to play a lot more half-court offense. And with that being said, having a 6'10 guy like Taylor Curry to dump it down into in the post, I think that's going to be the X factor. It doesn't mean they're going to still win the state title. Um, but you know when they face a team like Troy or a team like St. Mary's, which they, I think those are the two teams that they're likely to face in the um, regionals now that West Bloomfield's out. Um, I think that that's their X factor is how well C.J. Robinson and the other guards pick up the slack, and you know how how much success can Taylor Curry have in the post. 
Yeah, well, I think you just got to take it, find a find your niche and get in where you fit in. And yep. I think that that's one thing with C.J. Robinson, you know, or anybody when or I mean, the football player you were just talking about, Tyler Houston. You know, Tyler Houston. You know, when when the opportunity comes along, you've got to be ready. I mean, I I look at it like, why do you, why do you practice if you're not ready? Right. You know. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm dedicating a, a part time job. You know, right? To, for something I'm not going to be ready. You know, I mean, I just, I just, I just don't, I just really just don't get that. Um, but yeah, I think you know, Clarkston is still going to be all right, just because I think that you know what they have um, as far as their system goes, and especially on their defensive end. One thing that might be an issue when they do face um, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, you know, Caden's pretty good. Caden Prescorn's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he can, he's going to give, he can play with Curry. You know, and I don't think that there's really that big of a difference between. You know, Division One bigs and Division Two bigs on the high school level, right. unless that Division Two big is you know a Maurice Taylor or uh, or uh, Chris Weber or something like that, where they're just that dominant and you really can't do and anything. They're going to have to yeah. deal with Troy as well. Yeah, and Danny Sully is is probably a, one of the bruiser. Yeah, he's one yeah. of the better guys. I mean, I've watched him play a couple of times, and, and, and the tro- guys have said, "Who's that?" And I said, "That's a, he's in U of M Dearborn." To look around real quick, signed with us and Troy. <laughs> Took Clarkson down to the wire without Jason Dietz, their yep. senior yes. uh, all-league guard in the lineup. Who just he, committed to Hope. Who just committed to Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually, we, we wrote about it on my blog at State Champs. Um, the MIAA got a couple of steals um, from Metro Detroit and, and, and Jason Dietz from Troy going to Hope. And Zach Winston, um, Cassius's brother over at UDJ, uh, committing to Albion. Check Go out, to statechampsnetwork.com. But... Uh, Jason Dietz wasn't in the lineup, and Troy, I believe, had the lead in the last couple, uh, in the fourth quarter, possibly. Mm -hmm. Um, They only ended up losing by, I think, four points or five points. Dietz is back. It looks like he's at full strength. Right. I don't think we should be surprised that Clarkston is not really losing a step when, because of the program that they've developed over the years, you know, a lot of times you have great players because. The players that go up against on defense yeah. every day, the scout teams, as it were, you yep. know, the Tyler Houstons of the world, are making them better players, which yeah. in turn makes them but, better. But players. I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say it straight out. I mean, they're gonna with, lose. With, I'm not gonna say they're gonna lose. I'm You're saying, saying it with Foster yeah. Lawyer not in the <laughs> line. Yeah. Losers. This <laughs> team is not making the Breslin Center. Here's Got that it. fight. The losers so they won't make for. it past the quarters, no matter I, what. I, and I you think, think they think might have get a difficult time lose. I think they'll have a difficult time getting out of the regionals. No, Carmen Ainsworth because is going to be they're tough pl- And they're playing teams that they've played already, yeah. so those teams yeah. kind of and they're, know they're ready. them. They're ready for them. You know, right. Hazel Park Hazel Park is probably – I mean, I don't think that Hazel Park's lo- overlooking anybody, but they're probably saying, look, we're not losing to Clarkston three times. We're not losing and to that's Clarkston. that's where they would get them in the regional? No, they, they would they get them in the, the semifinals. Semi, semi, yeah. so. But we're not losing to Clarkston in, in the uh, – or excuse me uh, – we're not losing to them three times and yeah, twice right. without Clark and twice without Foster. Right. right. You know, or, or two and a half or yeah, twice without Foster. Yeah, twice. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I think that Carmen Ainsworth is going to be a, a a pretty tough battle. And you look at a kid like Mike Fletcher, who's down in the post, who's a really tough kid. You know, and then you've also got uh, Chikavian Lewis, who is you talk about a lockdown defender. I mean, this guy gets after it. I mean, I'll tell you this. Like, I mean, you're going to look at him and C.J. Robinson if they want to meet and up against each other. And those guys are going to walk on with walk, walk out of that looking like Ali and Frazier. You so know? what we do know is that Foster's not going to play in the districts. We right. do know that. He has resumed some light practicing. Mm-hmm. He had a torn – is it a torn it's meniscus? A, it's a, a partial, partial tear partial of his left meniscus. Okay. Which is why he's allowed – my guess, yeah. without knowing, my guess is he's allowed to practice because – 
there's a possibility that he can't injure it further. And by practicing, right. going through kind of the, the normal day-to-day basketball activities to see if... He was gimpy in, I mean, it, uh, on senior night in the game that he didn't play against Hazel yeah. Park. I mean, he was kind of in that c- c- player's coaching role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was the first first person on the on the front of the bench and he was doing a lot of uh, directing traffic from the sidelines. But when he was walking out to – and he got a standing ovation for senior night and he deserved right. it. Yeah. And, but when he was walking out right. there, he, he was walking with a limp. You, you think it, that he's it. got a future I'm, in coaching? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. He ain't going to play next year at Michigan State anyway. Cassius Winston's got the next couple years on lockdown. So you know what? Get out there, Foster. Go ahead and play and take your team to another title and build your – just leave your high school legacy where it is. And I, just just all Willis Reed. I, yeah, I also, right. I, I also want out there. <laughs> Walks out there to make the technical free throws that they need him. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He's just out there and be like, him. I'll throw this out there. Right? Like in the regional, if you're down 10 in the fourth, just bring him off yep. the bench. Foster. Pulls Foster. Up. Exactly. Foster. See, it, it, see the one thing I've, you know that I think can be said, said we've seen – Foster on Twitter saying, you know, you know, it's not over yet. Right. So if this is up to Foster, he's going to be on the court. Sure. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, like, he, he doesn't know about Earl Campbell, man. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, I'll tell you this. Right. Me no, watching, me, and me, I'm being funny. Yeah, with, that, with, you know. me watching high school kids when they're injured, and I like to see kids, you know, play beat with toughness and, yeah. and to play through yeah. injury as long as it's something that's Without being that, reckless. That it's, I, I look at it so much different than I do, like, an Isaiah Thomas who is – hobbling up and down the court as a professional mm-hmm. rather than a 17 18 year old kid right. doing with the same just because yeah with a huge future yeah, with a huge future just because i think we've all seen guys that that you know just don't oh man you don't realize what that guy right there used to be able to do right. you know and so much of it is past tense i'm look at a guy like Sadi washington who is who suffered so many knee injuries when he was at western michigan yeah. or, or maybe i think before then at lansing sexton yeah you know where where, took Western where, to the, he took Western to the tournament, though. Yeah, I believe yeah, Sonny Washington but, is the Michigan but, assistant. But look at now. look at look at guys like and uh, uh, obviously Kalen Lucas in college. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah. his what his ceiling could have been. Right. David Cool, his injuries. Yeah. David Cool's David Cool's cool, injury. You know, I mean, this is a kid that these are guys, and obviously the difference is Foster wound up already signing with Michigan State. But, you know, with with some of those guys, the difference is uh, medical science has come a long way since then. Yeah, well, David Cool's sister is. It helped helped with his rehab, but this is a guy that wound up being what two time Mac Player of the Year. Wound yep. up leaving Western, yep. and I don't think he played today. He didn't even want to go overseas. He's right, like, you know right. what, I'm good. I'm done. Let you me know? just say one thing in closing. Yes. I took some heat on Twitter uh, Thursday night from you Clark, it. So some Clarkson fans, <laughs> but I'm going to defend what I tweeted, and, and, I, and I stand by it wholeheartedly. I said Clarkson uh, Foster lawyer got a, stand, oh, uh, a a more than well deserved standing ovation for his senior night. Yeah, that no matter if he plays another game in a Clarkson uniform or not, he means as much to that program absolutely as the Fife family does. Right. And I had some Clarkson diehards tweet at me saying that's crazy. There's no way he means as much to that program as the Fife's. You're being hyperbolic. Well, I, I, I'm not. Well, I mean, he's just been there four years. Well, he's been playing every day for just, four right. years. Just Look, to, the program turned the corner when yes, he got there. Dane, no Dane Fife has a lot of Dane Fife has a lot of dummy accounts on Twitter too. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could they could not get out of the quarters. <laughs> yeah, they've right? been they were in the final four one time. Yeah. Uh, a, a damn Fife coach team was in the yeah, quarterfinals right. one time before uh, yeah, Foster got yeah. there. Right. They. They they got over the hump as a program. Right. Foster single handedly won them a state championship, and I say that with all due respect to Dylan Alderson sure. he and scored all due respect to, to Taylor Curry. Yes, yeah. I know. But, 
Clarkson doesn't him, reach, don't Clarkson doesn't bad. reach the promised land until Foster gets into a Clarkson uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not taking anything away from the Fife right. family. They, the, the Clarkson, Fife, the, the Fife's are the face of mm-hmm. Clarkson basketball. They were the face of Clarkson basketball 40 years ago. They're the, they're the face of Clarkson basketball in, two eight, uh, in 2018, and they'll be the face of Clarkson basketball. They're the face, uh, one is the, the face of college future. basketball yeah. when it comes to March Madness. But you you <laughs> right. cannot underestimate what Foster Lawyer did for that Clarkson, that that cage crazy city of Clarkson uh, what Foster Lawyer did for that program and it will be remembered for for decades moving forward and uh, I I take umbrage with someone telling me that by saying that Foster means just as much to that program as the Fife, saying that somehow being over the top or being you know too you're you're, you're praising him too much, that's just not the yeah. case. Facts right. are yeah. facts, well, and the put, fact is he took you to the state championship. Won the state championship. He won yeah. you yeah. the yeah. ring. Yes, yes, he did. No Foster, quick, no quick, quick, quick footnote for those kids who don't uh, understand some of the glossary terms: cage is uh, oh. short for <laughs> cager, which yeah. is what we what is referred to as basketball players. Right. If you look at the old papers, twentieth century, twentieth century, you know the yeah. Clarkston. Cagers win a big one. So yeah, but but letting you know to that. Scott's point, and you know, it seemed like every couple of years, Scott, when Scott and I were at the Oakland Press, Scott would mention a kid who's coming incoming as a freshman. You know, he's this you know great player, and people are super excited about him. I never got into that, but Scott was the the information guy for me. Um, but you look at the the hype that Foster had to live up to going into Clarkson as a freshman. He lived up to that hype. Now in a senior year. Times but, 10. Yeah, e- even more so. When Foster Lawyer first stepped foot into Clarkston, Clarkston did not have a state title. When Foster takes a step, you know, his first step out of Clarkston as a graduate and a Michigan State-bound, you know, uh, basketball player, he's leaving He's leaving that school with a basketball title, which amazingly, it's it's amazing to me that they hadn't won a state title mm-hmm. yet. And he's going to leave as a but, four-time first-team All-State yes, in yes. Class A. Yep. Not All-State, right. first-team in Class A, four straight So years. here's yep. the last question as we will end it here because we're starting to run a little long. Right. Uh, Mr. Basketball, has this injury affected his Mr. Basketball hopes? I, I hope not. I, I, I tell you this, if, if somebody's going to say, oh, well, Foster got hurt, I'm not voting for him. I, I, I tell you, you, you think that somebody should get slack on Twitter. <laughs> I want that guy to say, "Oh, I didn't vote for him because of that." And then, you know, hey, just he goes, he goes, he's on the front running for Jerk of the Year for 2018. You know, <laughs> right, I'm just right. saying, in mid halfway through halfway through March, um, I don't think that it that it hurts him at all. And if anything, if 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 Clarkson winds up losing in districts, then it just even boosts him yeah. up that much further, just to show his importance, right, you know, yeah. to that team. But you, you can't take away his body of work, which has been winning, which is been producing. Uh, They're not going to lose in districts, by the way. Right. I, yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got a smirk so on your face. So here. this is his award. You <laughs> feel I, at the I, end I of would, the day, I would, it's be, I, I would be yeah. shocked if Foster doesn't walk away with Mr. Basketball. I know the Mr. Basketball Award isn't, isn't supposed to be a lifetime achievement award, but if you're somebody that's voting, it's hard not to look at his body of work, which includes his freshman, sophomore, and junior years, and not. Well, so much of his name, re- same with so much of it is name recognition. Yeah, right. you know, and that's why you got guys like people still don't really know who Marcus Bingham is. Right. You know, right. now, I, I I try to say when 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 guys when uh, let's say East English when they went and played on the west side of the state, you know, I tried to tell reach out to Grand Rapids coaches and you know just in that area and say, hey, here, if you're going to be a voter, here's a great opportunity to go see him. You know, you're, it's going to take you two hours to drive to Detroit, or you can just go to Grand Rapids, Iowa Hills, and watch for an hour and a half. Right. Look, sounds efficient to me. Right. You know, so the same thing with, you know, with, with cats like Marcus Bingham, I just don't think that his name has been out there as much as, obviously, a Foster, as much as a Dave DeJulius. The only reason I think that uh, that Clark, that Foster wouldn't win this year 
would be if Thomas Kithier was eligible, and then right. you would have the Joe and Joe and Malik thing. Um, that and then all of a sudden you've got you know somebody else that's winning yeah. um, and saying that that was Neitzel, but you know Neitzel put up crazy numbers. Yeah, right. So. The, last, the last thing I'll say is. You know, the, the name Foster Lawyer is synonymous with Michigan high school basketball and has been for four years. When you think Michigan high school basketball, you think of Foster Lawyer. Yep. And, that's and, and if past is prologue, and Tom Markowski is a big proponent of this, yep. uh, if you, when you, you go to the Breslin the year before yes. and you blow everybody away, that kind of like what Keith Appling did, his, he had already won the award after he left Breslin after his junior 49 year. 49 points in the yeah. NBA Finals. I would love to say that, but I will, every, when, I, when I hear that, I always think of Edmund Sumner and I think of Draymond Green. Those are by far, I mean, possibly the two biggest misses right. by the BCAM voters. And I'm not, I'm not a voter, so right. I can only add, you know, yeah. maybe I'm not, I'm not a big influencer and stuff right. like that. I, right. I think that, that players should have their, what their body of work, you know, do for themselves. Yeah. But come on, like Edmund Sumner, you're talking about two guys, not only that, they're in the NBA. Right. You know, and so when guys are looking, if I'm a if I'm an incoming freshman or something like that, and I'm looking over the entire list, I'm like, wow, who is Brad Redford? Now I know who Draymond Green is, and people are going to say an NBA oh, All Star, what, 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 yeah, champion. What, yeah, but when right. you come back with your excuse for Brad Redford, oh, he made 123 free throws in a row. Right. Like, come on, man, get that yeah. out of here. You yeah. got to be, you absolutely got to be kidding me. You know, right. and I think that that's one of the things where. You know where went to two Z- guys went to Xavier. Yeah, yeah and two, but two guys that wound up winning state championships the right. year before yeah. with Saginaw right. and for that, Country Day, and I think that yeah. that was just like yeah. like obvious miss- misses. That's interesting. And the voters can just point do nothing but point themselves in the fingers well, Edmund, yeah. at themselves. Edmund was hurt by the whole. There's a bias against DCD. I mean. That's you can't even yeah. argue well, that. that. Well, that's unless even, you're that's Chris Webber and Shane Batty, when you're the number one player in the whole country, you have to be that Other much that, better. Unless you're that, yeah. you're not winning, Mr. Best. Got it. All right, so why take it out on the kids? So anybody who voted against him, they should never ever complain about somebody talking about their kids. If they're if a parent walks in and says, "Well, I want my kid to get more playing time" or something like that, you know, well, obviously you. I mean, there was some kind of favoritism that was being played there. You know, here so it is what endeth it is. the lesson. <laughs> 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 exactly. All right. So that's what we bring every week here on Hang Time. And so obviously next week we're going to have a ton to talk about. Uh, we'll probably resume and record at our regular Wednesday time. That way we can do some uh, girls basketball semis previews. Yes, exactly. So we'll do TJ's that. all excited for uh, that. And of course, we're going to have some some big regional matchups that we want to talk about. And uh, and um yeah, so there's a lot to still go on. So the show's going to continue for the next few weeks. So make sure you tune in. And of course, uh, comment. You know, you've probably got a lot of comments you can make after this. And just Scott's diatribe alone, uh, you yes. could. Uh, you and can TJ's go ahead. diatribe at the end. Yes, exactly. I started getting those tweets within <laughs> yeah. like 30 seconds of yeah. tweeting that out. That's crazy. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's all good. So it's, it's, a, com- it's a community and it's what keeps us all fired up. So yep. uh, keep bringing it and uh, we'll keep bringing this podcast to you guys. So make sure you. Tune in next week. We'll see. You.